0: Hello everybody, Steve Brooks here with Beast uh, Brooks the 3rd. Thank you for joining us today for Wednesday's Inside a Look Brooks. It's a rainy day here in Central Florida. How about Tampa?
1: Yeah, it started early, I think about 6 o'clock this morning. It's just been an overcast, drizzly, rainy day all, all morning.
0: And you know, the thing I love about that, because August is like the hottest month of the year, is it cools things down. So, it's nice and cool. So today, Beach and I wanted to talk about the uh, the most common car crash injuries, and you know we see everything from a parking lot tap to a semi tractor trailer colliding with a car at high speed, and cars being totally destroyed, and lives lost, and we see everything in between. You know, one of the The most common type of injuries that is not talked about is traumatic brain injuries. Uh, Beach, do you see those a lot?
1: Yes, uh, we see them quite a bit. The the weirdest thing about traumatic brain injuries is quite a bit of traumatic brain injuries do not go reported. Uh, When a lot of people think of a traumatic brain injury, they think of very catastrophic, you know, brain damage where the person is not able to communicate um, or do even basic life functions. But um, a concussion, a a very mild concussion is a traumatic brain injury. It it is an injury to the brain that was caused by a traumatic event, such as a car crash. Um, And the biggest issue, like I said, a lot of these go unreported because the client's just experiencing headaches, or they're, you know, a little foggy. Their memory's not as good, and they just think, you know, oh, it's not a big deal, and they never let their doctor, you know, know about it. And it's never diagnosed, and they never get the proper medical treatment they need. Um, but yeah, we see this quite often. And the biggest thing is, you know, I tell all my clients, not just for traumatic brain injuries, but tell the doctor everything that's going on. Basically, start from the top of your head and work down. Um, because that way there's medical documentation and you can get the proper medical treatment you need uh to get back to, you know, living a normal life.
0: Yeah, you know, I've had the same experience as you you know, I have clients that come in and that they're, they're talking about their foggy brain and you know, their concentration, they're having trouble sleeping and they're more irritable. And I'm like, Well, have you told your doctor? And I thought and they're like, oh, no, I just thought that um because I was experiencing pain in my back that, um, you know, I couldn't sleep well. And that's where, you know, having a good attorney helps someone who's been in in an accident is to help them identify symptoms of things they may not even be thinking of. I always tell them, you need to, when you leave my office today, you need to go to your doctor and make an appointment because of brain injury. You can't see it, but they can be very serious.
1: Well, and also pay attention. I tell all my clients that are dealing with traumatic brain injuries or possible, you know, pay attention to the people in your life. You may not even notice that there's a change in your personality or you're more forgetful than you were before. But your wife, your your husband, your, your child and aunt, your best friend may notice that. Um, and then that way we can get in. And, and there is some medical, you know, examinations and stuff. We can do that can properly diagnose you. But talk to the people around you. Um, Because they're the ones that knew you before the crash and then, uh, you know, are dealing with you after the crash. And they may notice a change in your personality or just your cognitive behavior that you may not notice. And that way you can have that discussion with the doctor.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, another scenario I experience is I have someone who's, you know, six weeks post-accident telling me all these symptoms of brain injury. And I'm like, well, have you told your doctor? And they're like, yeah, I did and they said I'm okay and I'm like well who did you tell and what happens is they went to the emergency room and they told the emergency room doctor they hit their head or they you know had a whiplash and their brain was you know whipped around and the doctor took an x-ray and said everything's fine well unfortunately an x-ray or or our regular MRI machine is not going to capture you know brain injury so there's other modality. sometimes a CAT scan will do it, a PET scan. And then there's the diffusion uh, the sensor magnetic resonance. Uh, and that's the MRI that is specially equipped to identify water molecules in the brain. And when they can see the water molecules, they can see areas where, or pinpoint areas of injury. So it takes a specialized type of diagnostic tool to diagnose a brain injury. So you can't just accept what, you know, I have people who go to the emergency room and ultimately we figure out they have a herniated disc. And they're like, well, my doctor, the doctor of the emergency room told me I was okay. And what the doctor of the emergency room did was take an x-ray at the back. An x-ray cannot identify a herniated disc. It requires an MRI or CAT scan.
1: Yeah, and you brought up a good point, I mean, the emergency room is exactly what it says. It's an emergency room, and um, they have tons of people. I mean, especially now with COVID, they're they're extremely overworked. They're um, they not they can't necessarily, even though great, they have great doctors there. They may not be able to spend time with some of their patients and explain these you know possible injuries to them. They're looking at you know broken bones, those type of injuries, a herniated disc is a serious lifelong injury, but a hospital, an ER doctor is not gonna necessarily treat that. Um, So that's why it's important to follow up. It's important to go to the hospital if you're experiencing injuries right after a crash, but it's also important to follow up.
0: Yeah, and that's another thing. I mean, my father was an internal medicine doctor. He was, uh, you know, he saw patients and identified diseases, but, You know, you saw very few auto accident cases, traumatic injuries. Most traumatic injuries go to surgeons. But when you have a traumatic injury where there's not a broken bone, if you go to your family doctor, like my dad, he's not going to be accustomed or conditioned or used to identifying soft tissue damage. And that's why it's important to go to a doctor that is, um, you know, has built his practice around traumatic. Injuries, whether it's soft tissue or broken bones. And, you know, a, a personal injury attorney who specializes in personal injury is someone who knows the doctors in the field who are focused on traumatic injuries versus someone who identifies disease. So, a lot of clients, they want to go to their family doctor, and their family doctor is probably a great guy and a great doctor, but he's not a great doctor in the realm of identifying trauma. Does that make
1: sense? Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. And another thing too um, is, you know, a primary care physician, your, your your family doctor may not be able to get you in right away after a car crash. Um, I was speaking to a client yesterday who um, unfortunately, you know, was in a car crash and they contacted their primary care physician and they weren't gonna be able to be seen for, you know, almost a month, as well as the, the doctor's hours were the standard eight to five during the day, and this person worked a normal job, and and they were like, how am I going to be able to get in there to see the doctor? Um, But fortunately, we were able to get that client hooked up with a doctor who stays open till 7 o'clock at night so the client didn't have to take off work. Um, They weren't having to pay anything up front for medical expenses, and and the doctor was actually able to get them in yesterday. I mean, we had the conversation in the morning, and the the client was able to go um, yesterday evening after work. Um, to you know, start their treatment, start their therapy, to hopefully get them on the road to recovery.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, that's great. So, what are some other common injuries you see in your practice? You
1: know, the probably the most common is the neck and back injuries, the herniated discs, the disc bulges. Um, those are very common in rear-end collisions, um, just due to the. Transfer of energy in the force that um, pushes your body forward and backwards, um, and you know once again you mentioned you know going to the emergency room and that is very important to make sure you're getting the proper medical treatment and make sure there's nothing, there's nothing you know dire going on. Uh, but a lot of ERs only do like you said the X-rays or the set, uh, CT scans and the herniated disc may not show up on this most of the time they do not show up on them they only show up on mris so that's why it's important to follow up with a doctor who knows that Who can set the schedule an mri to to see you know exactly what's going on in your spine um, because you know i have some clients that you know oh, my pains only have a two out of three but they're 23 years old and they have a herniated disc that's a lifelong injury and you know they may be feeling you know pain at a one or two now, but what's what's it going to be when they're 43, 53, 63? And you only get one shot at this. You can't open a case 40 years down the road. Um, so it's important that you get the medical treatment you need uh, and, and the proper diagnosis so that way you get the best possible recovery.
0: Gotcha. So um, could you explain to the uh, people watching what soft tissue injury is?
1: So our body... Is made up of a whole bunch of tissue and bones um so when insurance companies always say this is a soft tissue injury basically all that means is there's no broken bones It's, it's you did not break the arm you did not break the leg um a perfect example is you know a torn shoulder and torn acl that's technically a soft tissue injury um, but it's a very serious injury that requires surgery to fix. The exact same thing in the spine. Uh, you have discs, and, and those discs um, may not be fractured during the um, car crash, but there may be a herniated disc that's protruding onto you know, your spinal cord, which is causing pain in your arms or your legs. And technically, by medical definition, that is a soft tissue injury, um, even though there is no broken bone,
0: yeah. So yeah, it's the insurance company has been very uh, masterful at coining terminology to downplay the severity of injury. So they like to call soft, you know, a non broken bone injury, a soft tissue injury. Like oh, that's just a soft tissue injury. Whereas, you know, a soft tissue injury could be like uh, Beach said, um, a torn rotator cuff where you have to require surgery, uh, or a torn tendon where you have to require surgery, or a herniated disc that causes so much pain, it's debilitating, you can't work, it's requiring surgery. So don't be fooled by the insurance company's desire to, to label injuries as soft tissue, meaning minor.
1: The the funny thing about that, Steve, too, is most soft tissue injuries are lifelong injuries or need surgical intervention, where a broken bone, you know, a broken arm is not a fun experience, but you put it in a cast, you heal, um, and you should be able to return, you know, to living the same life you did before. However, if you suffer, you know, a herniated disc, a serious herniated disc, that's a lifelong injury. Um, that you can't just put in a cast for six to eight weeks and it gets better. Um, so it's a lot of times these soft tissue injuries are actually much more serious and last much longer um, than a broken bone.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. That's, that's a great point. Um, any other common injuries you see?
1: seen? I, I think the last one is sort of piggybacks off the, the first one. Um, and we do see broken bones. I mean, especially in some T-bone crashes. Um, And those are very serious cases as well. Um, But one that's not talked about a lot is, you know, some psychological trauma or PTSD that's associated with a car crash. Um, And I know you've had this experience. Once again, I have clients all the time, you know, that say, I have trouble sleeping, I have nightmares, I'm scared driving. Um, And unfortunately, they never discuss that with a, a medical doctor. Um, so they don't get the proper diagnosis and they don't get the proper medical treatment, which once again, hampers what we're able to do um, for that client. So it, it, it's not just broken bones. It's not just herniated disc. There's a lot of possible injuries out there um, that are, could be sustained in a car crash. And, we need, and part of our job is not only to make sure that you get the best possible recovery, but it's also to make sure that you get the proper treatment. Um, I tell all my clients, the number one goal of any personal injury case is to put you in the position you were before that crash ever occurred. And number one on that is to feel better. So, you know, if you're experiencing that PTSD, that trauma um, after a car crash, make sure you disclose that to your medical providers. Make sure you disclose that to us so that we can get you the proper medical treatment you need moving forward.
0: And like you said earlier, sometimes it's wise to include your your friend group or your family uh, to help you kind of get a feel for what's going on, because a lot of times you don't recognize brain injury, you don't recognize PTSD, but welcome feedback from those close to you who may identify that. And and the sooner you identify it, the sooner you get treatment, the better off you're going to be. I would like to talk about a an uncommon injury. I don't know if you've ever seen a client uh, beach with reflex sympathetic dystrophy, or some people were to refer to it as complex regional pain syndrome. Have you ever had any clients with that? I
1: have. It's a a very complex, you know, injury. And once again, a lot of them um, probably go undiagnosed.
0: Yeah, I've only had about five of them in my career. And um, they can be really huge, huge cases, you know, multi-million dollar cases. Um, you know, some examples are, it's, it's, it's weird, it's just a normal injury. Like you're in a, a moderate car wreck and you hurt your arm or your leg. It normally involves your extremities. And you know, somehow it doesn't heal right and you develop this pain syndrome where there's this intense burning pain and um, there is no uh, cure for it. And some people are very sensitive to touch. Like you can, I've had clients where if I literally were to touch a hair on their arm, they would scream in pain. So they're in wheelchairs and they don't let anybody get near them. It's really a scary thing and they don't know what causes it. it. It's very rare. Um, you know, I, I've heard of someone who got it from dropping a uh, a box on their foot and they got it in their foot and their leg and uh, were basically debilitated. And, and, and I think they got several million dollars for that. So I know today's topic was common car crashes, but you know that it's common in the sense that it 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 results from a common car crash. And it results from common pain, not unusual pain. And then this complex pain syndrome develops and and it's really severe and serious um, but I was just curious how many people you you' had
1: yeah and, and one thing that I would um recommend I, I think we've discussed this in the past Steve um, but make sure you keep a pain journal or log um. Unfortunately, as much as we like to push cases forward and, and you know, get the clients the best possible results as soon as possible, uh, the judicial system sometimes takes a while. And you know, your case could be tried 18 months to sometimes, especially now with COVID, three years after the car crash, and people forget what they were going through right after. Um, so it's very important to keep a pain log, pain journal, um especially if it limits you doing certain activities or you can't do them as long um because there's no test for pain there's no mris don't show pain x-rays don't show pain ct scans uh don't show pain and the only person that knows what you are going through is unfortunately the injured person so make sure that you keep the pain uh log or journal so that way when it comes time to your deposition or trial um, that you can flip back through that and you can remember what you've gone through and all these stresses and headaches is caused you, um, the, the injuries have caused you and the pain has caused you since the car crash.
0: Yeah, that's a great point, great point. So, um, thanks for hosting this with me today, Beach, and thank you for joining us today. Uh, if you have any questions, you can email beach at beachii at brookshaugroup.com or steve at And We'll be glad to dialogue with you and answer questions and um, look forward to hearing from you. And we will see you next week for Wednesday's Inside Look Bob Brooks. Thanks for joining us. See you later.